our Lord Jesus Christ spoke, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables, so that seeing, they may not see, and hearing, they may not understand. You may be seated. These words almost sound as if it were God's will that some people just don't understand. As if it were God's will that some people should not receive any benefit from God's word, even if they hear it. Indeed, other Reformed denominations would say these things. Hey, I know that the word of God is sounding in your ears, but it may not take an effect on you, since God has not predestined you unto everlasting life. Sorry about your luck. As far as one may know, this half of the congregation is going to heaven, and the other half is not. That is the teaching of Calvin, and that is a false teaching. It is wrong. It's bad news. Instead, here's the good news. God does not withhold mercy. God does not withhold the calling of the gospel. God never predetermines the forgiveness of sins based on your name and date of birth. God instead forgives all your sins based upon his son. But nevertheless, there seems to be a difference between people who hear the gospel. Some people are deeply moved. Others are not moved at all. But yet some souls are deeply impressed upon hearing the forgiveness of sins preached. These ones are aroused from a sinful slumber. These ones quickly rejoice over their salvation and they are comforted in their distress. But yet others who are hearing the same word of God experience nothing of the like. Preaching of the word, it, maybe it leaves them cold and indifferent. This is also the person who is not frightened at all from the preaching of the law. Nor are their hearts rejoicing by the preaching of the gospel. They are not comforted by the word. And even if their hearts are Moved for a moment by God's word, it's only that, a moment. A simple emotion that fades away. Why does it seem then that some people get no benefit from the word? Why is it that for some people, it seems as if the word of God is preached in vain, while others experience all the blessings of God's word. 
while it's certainly not that teaching I talked about, Reformed churches currently teach that if your heart is not affected by the preached word of God, then God has passed you by. God has not called you. Does that sound like the love of God? In fact, it contradicts the word of God. From 1 Timothy, God, our Savior, desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God's word is intended for the salvation of all that hear it preached, preached to them. Jesus says also in our gospel today, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. These words of Christ simply explain why our Lord began to speak in parables. Before this, Jesus was preaching the gospel in plain words, without parables, without illustrations, and the people despised those plain words. So now, Jesus spoke in parables. Examples taken from earthly things, vineyards, and today, seeds and soils. And as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The intention of our Lord Jesus Christ was not that the people should not understand his words, but that they should search his words for the meaning of these parables. We're back to our main question, though. Why do some people seem to get no benefit from hearing the word of God? It is not because God does not want them to understand. It's a soil condition. It's because of sinful hearts. That is what our parable teaches us today. People that seem to get no benefit from hearing God's word their own hearts resemble either the trampled path or rocky soil or thorny soil. Jesus begins, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Here is Christ's explanation. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Picture a farmer. This is why Christ does these things. Picture a farmer walking, walking along the edge of his field, on the beaten path, and he sows his seed. But some seed doesn't land in the freshly tilled soil. But instead, some seed lands on the trampled path. Some seeds getting crushed under the feet of others. And these seeds are devoured by birds. There are also some people, such people, who get the occasional stray seed of God's word. 
It could be they do not attend church regularly. They drop in occasionally. They come in with something else might be going on. Or they come to church only to please someone else. And it is as Jesus says, they still hear. But when the holy word of God hits their ears and wants to take root into the depth of their soul, well, the fate of the seed is trampled, crushed. Perhaps their heart was more interested in finding fault in the word of God. Or perhaps their heart was more inclined to ridicule what the preacher might say today. Or perhaps they may be with their eyes watching the preacher, and even though all the sound waves of the words are hitting their ears, just perhaps their thoughts are a million miles away. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Where will we go for lunch today? Even though they are seeing, they may not see. Even though they are hearing, they may not understand. What is the result? The devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so they may not believe and be saved. Just as a bird of the air will devour a seed on a trampled path, so also will the devil devour the word from such a heart. And the devil is hungry. He will not leave one trace of a seed left in such a heart. Not one trace to, left behind to do that person any good. To save them from the power of the devil. Sin and death. Not a trace of seed left to fill that person's soul with true consolation. And the hope of eternal life. Not because God does not want them to believe and be saved. It is because the devil does not want them to believe and be saved. Now, the devil would not have any power over them whatsoever if they did not give in to him. If their hearts did not resemble a trampled path. God, though... He endeavors to soften the soil. The word endeavors to soften the heart. If only these people would not resist him. If only these people would not harden their soil against the truth. But yet for others, others who seem to get no benefit from hearing God's word, their hearts resemble rocky soil. Jesus speaks, and some seed fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Jesus, too, explains this. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. Picture again the farmer sowing his seed. Picture a seed landing on a rock covered in thin soil. There's moisture in the soil. The sun shines its heat upon it. 
And it will sprout. It'll sprout in short time. And this young plant will look so promising. But there is no room for the roots to grow. The moisture dries up rather quickly. The warmth of the sun is now a scorching heat. A slight breeze comes and blows away the dusty dirt, and the plant withers away. There are also hearers of the preachers of the word of God. These are people who are easily moved. They do not harden their hearts. They are not indifferent. They are not skeptics. In fact, their indifference is quickly and completely overcome when they hear the gospel. The gospel that God loves them so dearly in spite of their sinfulness that he gives to them his only son to die for them and they might live. They're truly converted. They truly believe in Jesus with a true heart. They begin a new life that is pleasing to God. They start off in the narrow way that leads to eternal life. But no Christian can walk on the narrow path undisturbed. Temptation will come. Testing will come. Even the most enthusiastic Christians are attacked by the devil, the world, and their own flesh. Sooner rather than later, they hear a different word. They hear something that entices them off of the narrow path and onto more a, a more enticing path, a wider one. And just as easily as they were converted to Christianity, they are unconverted. Just as easily as they were moved to believe in and love Jesus Christ, they are moved to cast away that faith and join the world. They slide back. In some other churches, there are some very charismatic evangelists and even musicians that are designed to stir up your emotions. Big crowds come together at times. In our own city park, we have an annual revival. And there is much to do made about the large number of souls that were converted. Along with that, a ton of advertisement about all the good work that they're doing. But when the enthusiasm has died down, when the celebrity evangelist has left for the next town, when the big tent is taken down, within just a few weeks, how many of those newly converted Christians have put themselves right back outside of Christianity? That's a number you won't hear in their advertising. These souls who easily fell away from conversion, why did they lose the faith? Is it because God did not give them the power to withstand temptations? No. It's because their hearts resemble rocky soil, which produces no fruit. 
God's grace is sufficient to keep them in the narrow way. But when it comes to obeying the word, when temptations come upon them, they resist the Holy Spirit who has warned them. They resist the word that tells them to stand firm. And yet, according to our Lord, there are others who seem to get no benefit from hearing God's word. They are those who resemble thorny soil. Jesus speaks, And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. Jesus explains this as well. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Picture a seed. Now, a seed that falls into thorny soil, it'll certainly grow, but the thorns will grow as well. And if you've ever had a garden, you know about thorns. They are weeds. And the growth of thorny weeds, they thrive and mature long before the good plant does. In no time at all, thorns become the masters of the field. The good seed gets choked out. Its growth is hindered beyond recognition. And so it is with many hearers of the word of God. They are those who appear to be true Christians. They show no dislike of the Christian faith. They show no indifference of the word. Nor do they convert and then fall away. They make use of the means of grace. They hear the preaching of the word of God. They come to the sacrament for the Lord's Supper. They show a desire for the welfare of their soul. They seem to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But there are other things that they crave for. Other things occupy their hearts. Other things, thorns, that crowd out their Christianity. Earthly cares, instead of caring about heaven. Earthly troubles that draw away their hearts. For some, it is chasing after riches. For some, it is setting their mind on worldly pleasures. Quite simply, these people want to serve two masters, God and this world. No one can do that. The world will make a slave of such a double-minded Christian these Christians become Christian only by name and not by truth. They confess with their mouth, but deny by their way of living. Our hearts can change, but we cannot change them ourselves. We must let them be changed. We must not resist God's word. How do you do that? Become like a little child. Now, moms and dads, grand grandmas, grandpas, if you tell your three-year-old granddaughter 
that the sky is purple, they will nod and say, yes, Grandma, the sky is purple. They believe every word that comes out of your mouth. Be as a little child. Believe every word that comes out of your God's mouth. Upon hearing God's word, you'll feel the plow blade. You'll start repenting. He'll soften your heart, beginning by showing you your sin. And his word of the gospel forgives you all your sins on account of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, his son, our Lord. Jesus, who finishes the parable in these words. Some seed fell into good soil and yielded a hundredfold. Jesus explains, But as for that seed in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. My friends of St. Paul, my family, we must be careful not to resist within ourselves when we hear what God has to say to us. Continually submit yourselves to the divine influence of God's holy word and your heart will never again resemble a trampled path nor rocky soil nor thorny soil but only the good ground. Amen.